0: sure you like subscribe and hit that bell icon hello and welcome to let's sip and talk with Freema. so today on this great wednesday we have a special guest and an actual returning guest miss michelle the computer lady she's a certified welder look i just learned that um, but also she's the author of a children's book that, you know, we want to speak about some more. We spoke about that briefly before on the show. And then also she is a breast cancer survivor. So, you know, we can learn a lot from Miss Michelle and I can't wait to have her on. So I hope everybody's having a great Wednesday, being productive. And remember, it doesn't cost you a thing to be kind to someone. You never know what one is going through. Don't be the person to push them over the edge because you want to be mean. Keep comments to yourself. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And without further ado, let's speak with Miss Michelle.
1: Thank you so much, Freeman. It's always a pleasure. I have so much fun when I interact with you guys.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out to come on. So, Miss Michelle, the computer lady, for the ones that may not have seen your previous um, debut on Let's and Talk with Freema, can you tell them a little about yourself and what it is that you do?
1: Sure. I'm a nonfiction picture book writing author and publisher of the Mommy Reader's Collection series of books. I'm also an instructor. I teach computer hardware repair. And basically, I'm a grandma. I I have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And what I'm doing right now is, as a breast cancer survivor, my goal is philanthropy. So I'm giving away one million books this year. And we're going to talk more about that because you know how much I love you.
0: Yes, I appreciate it. So, okay, just to give a little history, um, what made you decide to want to... Do the children books, you know, to the nonfiction, might I add, picture books for the children.
1: Well, I was at home convalescing from the breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And when you have breast cancer and you I'm home from surgery and you're convalescing, you're thinking about, am I going to live? Am I going to die? And God was like, stop, hold up. Just hold it. I got you. And I start writing these books. Well, I teach them, so I think God just pushed me in a natural progression of what I already teach. And my first book was Mommy is Computer Smarter Than Me. And that's how I started writing books. So it was a gift from God in order to kind of heal myself and go through the trauma of having breast cancer, my breast cancer journey. Right.
0: And and I know before we spoke about, and I hope you don't mind speaking about this, but and, and correct me if I'm wrong, with your with the breast. Cancer, you being a breast cancer survivor, you did not do chemo. Is that right?
1: That is correct.
0: Okay. I I thought I I was like, (laughs) I'm right about this. I'm pretty positive. If you don't mind telling us a little about that,
1: I don't. What happened was I got my test back, and my test said, you have a triple positive breast cancer. Triple positive means that whatever medication they give you. It has something to bind to, unlike having a triple negative breast cancer where they're looking for solutions that they might do chemo or or some type of really radical procedure to try to, to arrest it. But there's no no pull or no guarantee. Well, at the bottom of my chart, it said this report is inconclusive. And I'm like, excuse me. So I go to my doctor and I'm like, Dr. Brown. I need you to read this with me because I want to make sure I'm not having, you know, cancer brain right now. And with everything's going on, I'm not really reading this correctly. And so we sat down and read the pathology together. And it says this report is inconclusive. Well, I asked my oncologist, I said, I'd like to take the Oncotype DX test. This test pinpoints the breast cancer that you have because there's 40 different types of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, I think we should go ahead with the chemo. Let's get your port put in. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I want the archetype DX test, and we were like, well, what if the insurance company doesn't pay for it? I'm like, I'm waiting because I just have this thing that I don't think. Number one, I knew I was going to take chemo. She said right. she gave me five years. If that was what it was going to be, then I would take my five years and live my life and do the things I wanted to do. Mm. But something told me. I need to get this Oncotype DX test, and so I had been researching, researching. I had even researched the kind of medication I would take depending on the breast cancer I had. Okay. So they give me the Oncotype DX test. The insurance company okayed it, which is awesome because the test was, was then was like seven thousand dollars. But chemo is seventy thousand dollars out of pocket for me, and another hundred twenty thousand dollars out of pocket for the insurance company. Mm. So it comes back that I only have an estrogen-receptive cancer. Well, I've been keeping up with this because I tell you, I did a lot of research. The CDC and NIH had a study going on of over 10,000 women that had estrogen-receptive breast cancers, and they found out 76.7% of them did not require chemotherapy because estrogen-receptive cancers don't respond to chemotherapy in most cases, not all, but in most cases. And because mine was a early stage cancer, Mm -hmm. we caught it early. Caught it early. Absolutely. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, I just wanted you to share that with us for the ones that may not have watched, you know, the previous time you were on, because that's just an amazing story to me. You know, and then a lot of people either don't take the time out or just are not just are not knowledgeable enough to. Do the research themselves, learn about things, and and you know, just don't take that first word for it and do exactly what they tell you to do immediately. So I know somebody needed to hear this tonight.
1: Well, that's the point. And what I tell all women is number one, you have to be your advocate because you guys are a team together. You work with your doctors, but the more knowledge you have, the easier it is for you to talk to your doctors and understand some of the procedures and some of the protocols that go on with going through breast cancer, this journey, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it by yourself. The other thing is there are several good organizations, including the American Cancer Society, Susan G. Coleman, and there's actually a breast cancer, women's breast cancer support group online. And Mm -hmm. they have a lot of literature that you can read that will help you discern what's good for you. But make sure number one, You read, number two, advocate, number three, know what's going on with you. If you're not feeling comfortable, just tell them, stop. No, I need a moment. Don't let anybody pressure you into anything. Because I remember my doctor, and she's like, "Well, well, why aren't you taking chemotherapy? I was like, I'm not asking permission. I'm telling you, this is my body, and these are the things that I'm going to do for me.
0: Right. How long exactly? How long ago was this?
1: Um, I've already reached my five year mark. Okay, and my okay. last pill just last year. So wow, that's really, okay. really happy about that.
0: Yes, that's definitely something to celebrate about. So kudos to you. <laughs> so you said this year you you wanted to give away how many
1: books? One million.
0: One million books. That's a lot. What's your plan? How are you going to go about doing that?
1: Well. It's It would be a lot if it was all printed books. These are eBooks. These are okay. digital books. Okay. And so what makes it easy is no matter where you live, no matter where you are in the world, you can get a book simply by going to the mommyreaderscollection.com. And, you know, we'll discuss that. But this wonderful picture book is in a PDF form. It comes to you no, no matter whether you have Apple, Android, no matter if you have a PC or a Mac you can get this book and share it with a child that you love. Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: And and where can, look, I'm already asking, where can they locate this? Is that something you're putting out now or that's like further?
1: No, it's out right now. And my website is T as in the, M as in mommy, R as in readers, Season in collections, U as in united, S as in states.com. That's the mommy readers collection, us.com. You go there and you go to ebook and it has on the page where it says limited sign up, put your name and email address through the magic of technology. It's all an automated process. We'll send you an email back with the code that you use and the link you go there. It takes about 30 seconds and you have a book download. Okay. It, it doesn't matter where you live. You can be in Canada. You can be in Australia anywhere in the United States, doesn't matter. You can get a book for a child that you love. Okay.
0: Now, you mentioned early on that you're grandma. So what do what does your grandkids uh, think about the books that you've written?
1: Well, they love it, number one, because all the grandchildren get to be in a book. <laughs> <laughs> My children are in there, too, but all the grandkids get, you know, their name is going to be in one of the books, and they'll be one of the characters in the book. Aww. And that leaves a living legacy to them. So like my first book was my my brother was in it, my brother Mikey. So mm-hmm. that was, it was dedicated to him. This book is dedicated to my granddaughter, Julie. And then every grandchild will have, or every child will, like my son, he'll be in there. My daughter will have a book. Everybody will be in a book somewhere and they'll have a character that represents them.
0: So I wonder how, you know, the little ones, once they get older or, you know, do you think they feel like, oh, my goodness, I'm in a book. I'm in a limelight. I'm a celebrity. Like, are they taking it to that?
1: <laughs> no, I think they're really enjoying the stories. And you have to remember. And now my grandchildren are all adults now. My uh, youngest grandson okay. is 19. Oh, okay. so I have great grands now. You got great grands. Right. So them seeing themselves in a book to them. It's special, but not in the way nah. of they're famous.
0: <laughs> got it, got it. I'm thinking little people, little grands running around. You got no, them.
1: no, no. Uh, <laughs> what can I tell you? I all my kids were adopted. I adopted my first, my my oldest. She was a teenage mother when I adopted her, and then my other ones came through my 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 previous marriage. So okay,
0: okay. Well, that's that's something else that's great. You know, it takes a special type of individual because everybody doesn't have that, you know, that would want to do that. So that's even great. I knew you were a great person when I met you,
1: virtually, of course, but. <laughs> well, God is great. And the thing about it is, the one thing about children, it doesn't matter where they're from. And I have most children, but I have a lot of other children that I've taught over the years that have seen me and they've reached out to me because I used to be, a mentor for the Job Corps program, I work for them. And so when you can make a positive impact on the life of, the, of a child, then you should take the time to do that. You should always just think about where you can lead this child. And long as you do something really, really good, it comes back. Because one of my students, she reached out to me and she was like, "Miss Cox, is that you? They call me Miss C. Miss C, is that you? I've been, you know, cause I used to make them do word a day. We do a different word every day, try to build their vocabulary. Right. And she was like, I've been working at the post office for 25 years. I'll be retiring soon. And I always remember all the things that you gave us. And so when you get those things back, it gives you that everlasting smile on your face right. and you know that you're going in the right direction and the purpose in your life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it feels like you said, it feels good, An everlasting smile, a good deed its just I don't know. It just does something to you internally. I wish everyone could just feel that way with not just, you know, children, but just in life, period. Something that moves you.
1: Well, I have really good examples. There was our neighbor. We called her Aunt Titi, Um, but she wasn't really our aunt, but she kept me why my mom and dad worked Mm -hmm. and my brothers and sisters went to school. So we had a village that were, that was helping. And I'm just following the good example that I had Um, a friend of mine's mom. She just made transition Mm -hmm. um, Mrs. Hardy. And she was one of our community mothers. And we have to go back to making sure that our our kids have community mothers where they can come, you know, if mom and dad are working somewhere that's safe, they can get a meal, somebody help them with their homework. These are very, very important things, especially in these times.
0: So how do you feel, uh, like you said, in these times? And I don't know if you notice where you're at, but you probably hear about it. um, It's kind of hard to have that village now. You know, it's kind of hard to, um, you want to be there for other people, but then you might get reprimanded or, or fussed at or, it become argumentative if you do go to someone and, and try to maybe help with their child or give them some feedback of what you noticed. You know, everybody doesn't have that old fashioned mentality, you know, because I'm our neighborhood, you know, everybody was like, OK, we're everybody's at this house. You know, that's how we work. But now it's kind of hard. I don't know if it's the generation. Um, I don't know if it's just our generation of moms or their younger moms now who just don't understand that. But what is your thoughts on like trying to get that back a community type mom or environment to
1: help with the children? Well, number one, it depends on your neighborhood and where you live at. Number two, you have to be open to it. People Mm -hmm. always have to be open to it. Like, where I'm staying at now, the house I stayed at, there was, uh, I used to, uh, do a senior share and there were t- two, two little boys here. And so when mom and dad would go out, I would keep them in exchange for room and board. You know, it was reduced and mm-hmm. this way. It helped them, but it also helped me. And it helped the kids because I was able to help them with homework. I could have a hot meal on the table, you know, I could help just nurture them. Right. But people have to be open to it, and the other thing is, there has to be a level of trust that gets built. Right. It's not automatically ascertained. When I met the parents and they came in town, we we sat down, we ate dinner together, those kind of things, and we built those type of relationships. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that people lack now because we're not building as many relationships. But it really depends on your neighborhood. Yes. Good neighbors do that when you move into a neighborhood. Some of the first things you should do is start to meet your neighbors, know who they are, know them by their name. The other thing is establish, you know, what happens in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got kids. Uh, We used to live next door to a mom. She had four daughters. Her husband went back to Africa, and um, she ended up being divorced, and so we would help with the children. And now they're they're in college. The last one's in high school, but they're all going to college. But it was those little that little bit of help that we were able to give. Mommy's tired. OK, let me wash the baby while you get a nap. Let me help you clean. Let me change some diapers for you. Um, You've got to go to work. Bring the kids over. We'll, we'll put them on the bus. Once people are willing to help you. And there are a lot of people that are willing to help. The mm-hmm. thing about it is you don't have to pressure anybody. You build those right. relationships, you build those trust relationships. But remember, everybody's human. The biggest part of that is giving grace. And when I say giving grace, allowing for error, because right. we all have error. Absolutely.
0: And and one thing that I want to bring up when you mentioned, you know, you have to build a rapport, you have to build a relationship. A lot of people aren't or are not living In one area for a long period of time, either, you know, as far as, you know, when I was growing up, we've been here since we were little, you know, before I went to college, you know, we were still in the same neighborhood. So that plays a part too. It's hard to build a relationship if you're not staying there for, you know, at least for a long time until your kids go off to college or something. So that does
1: play a major part too. Well, yes and no. I'm part of a military family. And with military families, you move. But the thing about a military family is a lot of times, and this is what would happen is we'd have a liaison from mm. the military and we would get, we would be, be placed with another family from the area and they would in turn adopt our family. Mm. Now, when I grew up, Mr. and Mrs. Lewis, cause we moved from Boston to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. and Mrs. Lewis and their family was our, they were our host family and we've been lifelong friends me and Audrey Lewis. And I, I'm going to show her this. We've been friends for 59 years. Wow. We were crib buddies. We've known each other since we were nine months old. Wow! And so our families actually had staycations together and they had parties together. And my brothers and sisters were friends with their brothers and sisters. My mom was uh, her best friend's mom and my dad and her dad hung out and the men in the, in our neighborhood, they actually went out hunting because there were six of us in our family and she had 10 kids. Sure. <laughs> so they would go deer hunting and we would get and we would have we would sustain ourselves off the meat that they killed or fish that they bought in. Those kind of things. Now, do they do that today? Some communities still do. But if not, it doesn't matter even if you move around. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is. Start to develop relationships and be open to the prospects of relationships. And I'm talking about, I know people from all over the United States that I've been lifelong friends with. High Fiat out in Texas and people out in California and people out in Nevada where I've lived at. The one thing is, if you're kind to people, they'll be kind back to you. And it's just a little kindness when you spread it. Will you be able to help every family? No, but that one child or that one mom that you helped, it's going to be amazing. And even if it's if it's for six months, it doesn't matter. You helped a child go to the next level. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters.
0: And it seemed like we just went all, oh, not necessarily off topic, but I just love the way you speak and, and give insight on certain things. So sometimes everything, I'm a strong believer, everything happened for a reason. So I felt that conversation needed to be had. Hopefully it did help someone or maybe help someone say, you know what, I'm going to lighten up and allow people to help me because cause I need it or it's okay, you know, something along those lines.
1: Well because I remember being like to ask. Well I know. I remember being in a restaurant and, and a couple brought in a baby and I'm just Google Gaga with babies. I'm I'm your traditional grandma. I like being a grandma. They brought the baby in and I was like, just bring the baby here and I'm like y'all eat. I'm holding the baby. I, I can hold the baby eat at the same time, never miss a beat. And, you know, they were eating to have a good time. And then right after they finished meal, I brought the baby back and they were like, you want a baby? I said, I would love to. But, you know, I live really far. But anytime <laughs> I'm in this area, you know, here's my card. You need a grandma for a day or two. Aww. Let me know. <laughs> That's nice. It's those things. But right. you never know. You know, you, I'm not saying that you can do it in every situation. I,
0: absolutely. But.
1: The baby will tell you if that person's good or not. If the baby starts hollering, <laughs> you know, that's not the person for you. Your <laughs> baby will tell you what's going on. But that yeah. baby was so sweet. And uh-huh. I just love babies. You know, I love changing them. I don't care if they puke on me. None of that matters. I right. just love babies. But they're babies. They're little people. They don't know.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you, um, with your books, um, were you up for any awards or have you won any awards or anything with your book? I
1: have, I have. I, my last book, Mommy Was an Entrepreneur is a Distinguished Authors Guild award-winning book.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. And I won in the category from eight to 12. So this picture book is about a smart mommy teaching her daughter about what her and her husband do in business hmm. and about. It also speaks to the life of Madam C.J. Walker, Oprah Winfrey's in this book, Bill Gates is in this book, Damon John is in this book, people from Shark Tank are in the book. It shows us entrepreneurs, but it really speaks to the life of Madam C.J. Walker. And so I was. It's one of those things when I got the award, I was like, me, really? (laughs) And, you know, because you think you do good work, but it's always wonderful if you're recognized by your peers. And there was 36 entries and, well, they started out with 100 entries, 36 nominations, and then 12 winners. And I was one of the 12 winners.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Keep up the great work, which I know you will.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I I love writing. Uh, It wasn't my first, it's not my trade. Like I said, it's something that God gave me, but the books keep coming. I'm looking to do a major fundraiser this year for our public hospital here. So I've got a lot of things going on and I'm just enjoying it. I got a new book that popped in my head the other day. So I'm working on that because I write nonfiction STEM. And when we talk about STEM, we're talking about science, technology, engineering, and math. Those books that relate to technology, because Mm -hmm. I'm in technology. I was in IT for 27 years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. (laughs) That's a long
0: time. I know who to call if I have an IT question.
1: <laughs> I have people that call me all the time, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I tell my students. <laughs> there's a fee that there's a fee that's associated with those calls. <laughs> Cuz if not, I would get literally 50 to 100 calls a day with people calling me about IT stuff. And I never mind answering a question, but just know that uh gift cards and steak dinners are accepted. <laughs> I understand
0: that. I don't blame you for it. (laughs) Not at all. So, Miss Michelle, the computer lady, is there anything that you want to discuss that we did not touch on tonight?
1: Well, let's talk about, number one, I've had people ask me, because I'm also a publisher, Mm -hmm. how do you publish your book? Or how do you get your book published? Or some of the pitfalls that go along with writing and publishing books. And what I want to tell all the people out there that, have a book in their heart, that they want to write a book or God has given them a book. Number one, writing isn't linear. That means it doesn't go in a straight line. It's not, oh, and once upon a time, or we started here. Sometimes your book started at the back. Sometimes it start in the middle. Sometimes it's just one little word that's a muse for you, that gives you that creative spark. The other thing is just write. Don't worry about Syntax and all that other stuff. Don't worry about the things that might hinder hinder you in the process of writing. Write, and if you can, write fifteen to twenty minutes every day.
0: Mm, Okay. Just write,
1: just write, because the more you write, and the more you write about your situation or whatever's coming to your heart, the easier it is for your editor and you to work together to chronologically form it to the place it needs to be. Right. OK, well, you got to remember in school, they teach you, you know, English grammar and this, that, and the other. But a lot of people get bogged down so much in that they don't write from where they need to. And you need to write from here. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about having all the everything just perfect. Imperfection is the key to successful writing. Mm mm-hmm. Wow,
0: I never heard that one before, but it makes sense because it'll come. It'll be more real for you, you know. Like you say, you're not focused on all the technical things. Okay. What? And I hate to stop you, but really quick, what are some of the things that would hinder um, someone aside from you know worry about grammatical errors and things of that? What is something else that would hinder someone that's that's trying to write?
1: They don't think they're good enough. Oh. Or that they don't think, oh, I'm not a writer. I can't do it. Fear, mm. fictitious explanations altering reality. Mm. Fictitious explanations altering reality. None of that is real. It's mind talk, or it's something that somebody else is projecting on you. Because you got to remember, everybody isn't wishing for your success. Right. Well, sometimes when you write, just write in quiet spaces, and write for you, because you're not writing for everybody. The right. people that you're going to bless with what you have, you're going to reach them. Don't worry about anybody else. N- now I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is make sure that you copyright your work. Okay. There are easy ways to get your work copyrighted and um, also own your own ISBNs. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about this another day where people can reach me on my website. There's a, uh, an email address there that you can reach out to me. But What is the website and the email address really quickly, if you don't mind. Sure. It's T as in the, M as in mommy, R as in readers, C as in collections, Using in united, S as in states.com. And it's ask at TMRCUS.com. Okay. And that way everybody can get a little something. Cause I had one lady, she was telling me that she was writing a book of poetry. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, I said, you know, what's it going to look like? Have you pictured in your your mind? That's the other thing. What is it supposed to look like to you in your mind? What kind of font are you going to use? How are you going to engage? Have you thought about your cover? Who's going to do those things for you? So little things. And the other thing is everybody has a phone, right? Right. Talk to text. I talk into my phone text and I copy and paste that into an email, which I send into a word document. Anytime I get amused or something that just sparks an interest.
0: I never would have thought, I don't know why I would have thought about talking to
1: text rather than just trying
0: to, you know, type or, you know, I didn't think of that.
1: And it probably. Oh, lady fingers. (laughs) Arthritis, a lot of us older people, we don't do a lot of texting. Young folks, y'all, I, my little grandbabies, they, they do like this. And I'm like, you know, y'all make me ill with that, right? I don't think- That's because I'm jealous. I can't do it.
0: But it's been, for about a week, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was just going in hard with like promoting and stuff. And I started getting pains. And I'm like, is it because I'm holding my phone? I'm just going crazy this whole time. And my phone's kind of big, so I'm reaching my thumb. And I noticed, so I stopped and it's the pain started going away. It starts to side. so I'm like, it's really from doing
1: this all day long. Oh, absolutely. But talk to text. Every phone has that feature. You go to Google and you hit the little microphone and you can talk to text. And I use OneNote and uh, you can use uh, Samsung Notes. It depends on what you have. Apple Notes. All of these ways because you can also record and then you can type it later, you know, depending on what you want to do or have it transcribed. But I find talk to text for me. I get more of where I'm going and like, I write songs. I write music. So I wrote a country song in my country song. I was literally driving down the highway and my windshield wiper was hitting this beat in my head and I had to pull (laughs) over and write this song. Wow. And so I had to do it. Talk, I did it, talk to text, and it actually came out pretty good. We should be producing that sometime this year. So
0: okay, <laughs> a jack of all trades. <laughs> you no,
1: know, uh, a a blessed person from God giving me all these wonderful gifts. Because trust me, this isn't in my regular wheelhouse. I think my journey through cancer allowed me to be really open, and God really blessed me with a lot of different gifts because. Mm-hmm. I was willing to receive them
0: right right you definitely have to be receptive to it you definitely do and and a lot of people aren't I'm not and I should be I struggle <laughs> I struggle a lot with that but I'm learning you know like hearing your story and hearing other people's story I end up having to, oh my phone people to do this I'm sorry I ended up having to um, actually get a life coach I needed I needed some guidance I needed somebody to help me out.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Also, when you're really busy, there's nothing wrong with having to, uh, getting one of the personal assistants. Anything that's going to help you, number one, have clarity and have peace and calm in your life is good. So having a life coach, whether you go have a life coach, you, you go to therapy, you get somebody to assist you, all these things are not detrimental to who you are as a person. Anything that helps you go to the next level is for you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love conversing with you. (laughs) I really do. I really do. I know you're a busy woman again, Michelle, Miss the computer lady. I thank you for coming on tonight. I thank you for, you know, sharing your knowledge and just giving us feedback and, and, and just, you know, just being you, just being you. So I really, really from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on and, and talking with me today, this evening. Congratulations on your award. I know you're going to get many, many more in the future. So again, kudos to you. And I know I probably asked you this on the previous segment, but I'm asked again, because things change as we go on in our lives. So for the little Michelles, the little computer ladies or the little authors out there that that, you know, they they don't have the support or maybe they do, but they don't know how to get started in their journey. What encouraging words would you give them?
1: Number one, what's for you is for you. Number two, do like I used to do. I used to get a radio, and radios back then were like three or four bucks. They're just the little cheapies, and I would take them apart and put them back together. My father was also a TV radio man, so I would sneak and read his cyclopedias and look at schematics and learn different things. The cool thing about today is we have the Internet. And so there's so much information available. But if you're interested, you know, go to mom and dad. It's like, well, I'm interested. Can we get maybe uh, for computers a Raspberry Pi? And mm-hmm. or if you're into coding, there's kids who code. There are so many different organizations that you can join and you don't have to be in person, but virtually. The other thing is read about it. Yeah. Everything that you Desire to do, you can read about because this is Black History Month. It's like right. Let, let's talk about somebody we know in Black history, Dr. Martin Luther King. Did you mm-hmm. know he authored five books? Oh, can you name? I didn't even know that. a grown woman. Can you name one book he authored? Most people can't. So we talk about all the people that are great in the society. Well, I went on this sabbatical one year, and I was reading all the things by people that they say they were great. I was reading what they read and some of the things that they wrote. And Mm -hmm. so Martin Luther King, one of his books is Community or Chaos, Where Do We Go From Here? Strength to Love is Another One. And then he has his book of sermons. And there's several others, but I just want to encourage you, this is Black History Month. Mm -hmm. There is Black History 365. There are all kinds of wonderful publications that We should be number one passing our legacy on to our children because, as we talk about or people are talking about critical race theory, which has nothing to do what we have in school, we have to go back to teaching our kids about Black history at home, and that means we need to get those Ebony's and those Essence magazines and Black 365 and the Black 365 calendars, and spend some time and sit our kids around us and share that knowledge that way. We don't continue to repeat the pattern that we know of. And that's when there was a time you could not read as a black person because if they knew you could read, you would die. People fought for you to have the right to read. Slaves built black colleges so you would have an opportunity education. So we can't squander that. And we can't go along thinking that Because our society should be at a certain level that it is. Mm. It's not there yet. That's why we have to keep pushing and keep building each other up.
0: Absolutely. Have you ever thought about, and maybe you are, and I just don't know, being a motivational speaker? Like, do you you speak with
1: you? I'm not a motivator. Well, you got to remember, I teach. I teach one class a month, and I teach a minimum of six students. This is all hands-on. I teach at Cellbotics. here here in Norcross, Georgia. And so that's where I pour it into. Mm -hmm. I've been asked about uh, being a speaker. That's not something I ascribe to. If somebody invited me to be a speaker, I would go for an invitation, but I never saw myself as that. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, but my thing is anytime you have these platforms Mm -hmm. and you have a great platform where you're sharing this knowledge and you're bringing people together, because I watched, I watch you. That's why, you know, you see my little likes and comments when you guys go on. You're inviting so many great people from so many different backgrounds, so many different perspectives. So in that, as this catches fire, people have to learn how to, number one, get engaged. And I always want to make sure that I make a positive impact, not only for our kids, but number one, so we can talk more. Because I just love talking with you i love it i love it i love it
0: and you know i was thinking about um doing a women's retreat you know um i don't uh, me and my, my life coach you know she's like you should put it together because i really you know I, I i come in contact with a lot of different individuals and i know that something that would would go would do well you know starting out small not a lot of individuals so if i am able to pull that off Um, I'm definitely going to be, yep. (laughs) I'm definitely going to be reaching out. You, to come. you know, speak, pour into our
1: souls. I would love to anytime. Uh, just remember it's COVID. Let's let, 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 let's let, listen listen here, sister friend, Uh, (laughs) let me tell you up front. There's three cans of Lysol in my car. When I go out, (laughs) I spray me, I spray my car. I go in the (laughs) building with my mask on. Um, and I change masks every day, so or, or every two hours depending on how 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 long I have to be out where I'm shopping at. Then when I get outside the store, I spray me again. <laughs> I throw that mask away because I have sarcoidosis in my lungs. I, grandma is not trying to die right now.
0: <laughs> and that my vision was on the beach in the evening, you know or something. so we'll we'll be outside.
1: Um, so but even outside, we still have to be careful.
0: Right. That breeze still sending it over our way. So I definitely get it. We'll definitely be safe, but it's not going to be no time soon, but that's something that I definitely want to work on.
1: Well, please count me in. I would be honored. And I think it would be a blessing to be able to pour in whatever I could give to you.
0: Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. I'm definitely going to work on that. And I appreciate you. I really do.
1: I love coming here.
0: (laughs) Thank. Look, this won't be the last
1: time. Well, we've got some big things coming. Um, Like I said, there's a big fundraiser coming up. I will let you know the the details and what we're going through and how the planning's going. But we're going to do something big for a hospital that serves the underserved and the poor here in the Atlanta metro area. And everybody that lives in Atlanta knows that hospital. So look out for it, real, real soon. We're going to do something really special.
0: I've been there a time or two when I used to live in Atlanta. So I'm pretty sure I know.
1: <laughs> the Absolutely. High- Save <laughs> my life.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah, we'll definitely be involved in that, getting the word out. So, yeah, just keep us abreast of what's going on, when it's going to take, what we need to do on our part. And, and I, I got you.
1: Well, just one more. Um, we'll be working with the Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation. Um Okay was introduced to them and this is going to be a great, so like I said, we will keep everybody abreast, but this is going to be big and we're going to help so many people and we're going to make sure that our public hospital is here to stay and they keep serving us.
0: Right. Absolutely. We need it. We definitely need it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, Michelle, the computer lady, again, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, busy schedule to come and and, and pour us with your knowledge. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. Thank you all for viewing.